I would actually like you to track your bowels and send me pictures of it. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, great. I'm really into bowel movements. That's, I'm, I'm into that. <laughs>
<laughs> I'll just put my hands on my face. You can be distracted by whatever you want. My eyes are up here. Um, I know, aren't they amazing? I got glitter, pink Ugh. glitter nails in for Girls Got Our X. And I didn't notice this hue at yeah. the competition. It's though. like straight, like like glitter. She just like yeah, and then she puts the. Is this the same lady that you yes. talked about last time? She's yeah. the best. This lady is amazing. Yes. Yeah. her name is Melissa. Should we bring her on? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. She's the cutest. <laughs> she can talk about how to do I mean, nails. I don't know. And then the other one, it's like it's like it looks like a little Easter egg, which I didn't really think about. Has she little, like, can talk about chevrons. how to keep your nails clean during CrossFit. Yes. That's how we're doing it. That's what they think. I bet a lot of people are worried about that. Right. Like how not to break a nail. Yeah. Like just cut them. I love it. <laughs> just cut them. Do you have... No, because you had galaxy nails for Girl Counter X. Right. Which is ironic because the whole reason you wanted to be Batgirl was so that you could paint your nails black. No time. That's Didn't funny. That was like literally the Wait, only time reason. to paint your nails pink? Because galaxy. Well, oh. they were just the stickers. Oh. They were the stickers. So this is what I think is funny. Literally, our entire costume scenario was based on the premise that you wanted to be Batgirl so you should paint, could paint your nails black, and then you didn't even do it. I know. I thought that was funny. There's anyway. reasons. I'll tell you later. Reasons. Reasons, guys. <laughs> They're having a moment. <laughs> I feel like there's a story here. Yeah. I feel like I want to do ther- family therapy right no, now. No, don't dive in. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So, okay. Let's focus. So, okay, the we have last a lot time, of information yeah, to get through. We do. So, the last time Lisa was here, we kind of talked about restricted e- eating. We focus mostly on restricted eating. And then... So now we kind of want to swing the pendulum, if you will, to talk about overeating. But at the same time, I just feel like we get so many questions that are kind of all across all the board. The, uh, yeah. We're going to so, get, we're going to let y'all decide oh, where, oh, where you want to go with these questions. <laughs> y'all. Um, y'all. Um, and I think, yeah, maybe we can start off with like a more kind of overeating question and then just let it go wherever it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that being said, should we dive in? Let's no. go. Do we want to start with the croissant question? Yes. Yep. Okay. That was our favorite question. Yes. I really liked it. Because you guys well, like is it croissants this, or is there another reason? Are these anonymous? <laughs> As the really cool doctor. Are these anonymous? I think these ones are anonymous because they post on Oh, Facebook. I didn't, I thought that was an email. No, this Sorry. is an, Okay, so Amber okay. says, she wants to know, a tip to walk the fine line between obsessing and not giving a flip. When I'm super strict and obsessive, I see awesome results, both in my performance and in my physique. But when I let up a little because, hey, let's, but when I let up because, hey, let's live a little, I want to be normal too, a cheat every now and then is fine, etc. It is a slippery slope to croissants for breakfast every day and dessert every night. Period. Oh. That's the end of the question. So she wants, <laughs> a, she wants a tip how to, how to balance it out. We talked about this a little bit on the last yeah. episode too, kind of how to find the balance, but that seems to kind of be the overarching. Right. So I, let me start and let Natalia know that Joy hates the word moderation. So mm. I try not to use the word moderation. So I'm just giving you a heads up because that will get Joy going. It so, won't get me going. <laughs> she's just going to ask you what, you what it means. Yeah. She's going to go, what do you mean by moderation? No, but then she's going to be like, wait, I hate Why don't you guys word. tell me what I'm going to say? <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. So, um, I, again, I will, I maybe will tackle this from the therapist perspective and Natalia can tackle this from the dietitian perspective, although they're basically the same mm-hmm. thing. Um, Natalia and I actually talked about this question on the car over because we were talking about how delicious croissants are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we, we were talking about this idea of like, like all or nothing thinking. And that's what really leads people down a, a really dangerous path in terms of having an unhealthy relationship with food, um, that we see at our treatment center and with the patients that we work with. Um, this idea that it has to be all one way or then it's just a total crapshoot down the other way. So this question, um, there was something about it. Now, hold on, let me pull it up on my phone. But um, this idea of like how do you walk the fine line between really restrictive, mm-hmm. restrictive healthy eating and not like, giving hey, a flip. Not giving a flip, thank you. Yep. 
there is no fine line between that. That would be my response as a clinician that works with disordered eating. Like, that's not a fine line. There is a huge gray area in between all of those. Cue it away. So I would say my work is trying to find that gray area. It's trying to help you reestablish your relationship with food. It doesn't have to be no croissants or croissants every day. It can be two croissants a week. Um, and, it, and that's just where you start. And if it leads you to a croissant every day, then, you know, we need to talk about what's the bigger issue. What is the croissant trying to fulfill for you? Um, let's be, I know I get, sometimes I get really serious cause I'm really cool and, and, and smart and, and really I smart. Recall. Sometimes <laughs> I think that they actually don't even need me at work. They just need her. Real doctor. She can do both. Real doctor. <laughs> right. Right. And it's all about exposure. So is that Amber's question? Sorry. Yeah. So Amber, my tip for you would be, let's try to find a balance that does, let's, I'm not going to use the word moderation. I didn't. I use the word balance. <laughs> let's say that, why don't we try having a croissant once a month and we go from there. And then if that doesn't work, try again. Practice, practice, practice. So like set a goal and work towards it. So in like more general terms, if you're not, you know, if you're listening, you're like, that sounds like me, but actually I hate croissants. So this example is, you know, kind of a mm-hmm. point. So I guess in more general terms, what would you say is like the mindset or the pattern, I guess, that you want to kind of be looking towards? Well, if I told you like, don't push that button, do not push that button, don't push that button, what do you want to do? So I personally am the opposite of most people and I would be like, there must be a reason I want to push that. I'm going to go have a cheese stick. But, like, <laughs> there's not really, like, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's, like, if we tell ourselves, no, 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 we can't have it. Some people might yeah. really believe, like, okay, fine, I will not have it. But then when you do have it, do you feel kind of bad about it? Uh, I think I, I don't know. That's yes. a good question. So, yeah, I'm a yes. Yeah, yeah, Joy, Claire's yes. kind of a weirdo. We I, Claire's, like, time. all right, I'll ask you. You should talk to Joy. I'm the more pop. And then we'll talk about the, the, the thing represent. with the body checking. Yeah. Because, oh, oh, we can just talk about it right now. Go ahead. Yes. But yeah, so I think like if you tell yourself, no, 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 you can't have it. And then when you do have it, you feel really bad about it. Then you're missing the point. Because the point is that croissants are good or cheese sticks are good. Whatever the case might be. Rice might be good. Whatever it is, um, you want to be able to practice that you can have it and still feel okay. But it doesn't doesn't mean you need to have it 10 times a week or every day or every night. Yeah. Unless it's chocolate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or a Sorry. Okay. Right. Right. okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, but so to that body checking thing, so yes. last time, the last episode we were talking about, Joy was talking about how she, you we were, like, talking about body image, and you were talking about how you, like, will poke yourself in the stomach. and freaking put me on the stand again. Whatever. I'm going to hang you out to dry, and baby. Lisa was like, oh, my God, you body check? <laughs> and so we found out that it was a word for it, and I realized that I had never done it. And then I went home and did it, and it sucked. And I was like, I, why would you do that? It was so, it sucked. Well, why did wait, you do it? Because I was you, curious. I, I was it. like, well, what's the big deal? And so I was like, sitting down, and I was like, wait, no. <laughs> wait, hold on. Hold on. You went home, there. like, literally, like, after, and then, like, like kind of pinched. Yeah, stomach. I was like, well, what's the, because it, it, like, it had never occurred to me before, I guess, really, to do that, other than, like, in, like, a pair of pants that are, like, it's folding over, and I'm like, <laughs> Not in like a, huh, I wonder what's going on down here. And so I did it, and I was like, oh, I didn't really realize that, like, that does that when I squeeze it. And then I was like, now I'm like, and how helpful was that for you? Not helpful. (laughs) Zero amounts of helpful. So I would say, (laughs) body checking, not Not helpful. helpful. No, it didn't give me any information on myself, except that apparently it's always been like this, and I didn't know. (laughs) I 
fence is bliss. How long has it been that squishy? <laughs> I would have never known. <laughs> and then I was like, but wait, I'm sitting down. If I lean back, and then it wasn't as bad as I lean back. <laughs> it's all about the angle. It really is. Laying down. So I'm like, who has time for that? <laughs> so can we actually go to the first question? Yeah. Because this is what we were talking about a little bit. I'm yes. sorry. I'm like, this is no. your podcast. Um, Jennifer wrote on Facebook and she said, I'd like to know about the opposite of what we think in mainstream, like how CrossFit girls are wanting bigger butts, bigger legs, bigger shoulders. What are the downfalls of overtraining, taking paleo too seriously? I know it's not outwardly a negative, but it could um, still lead to some type of body dysmorphic disorder. Um, yes, Jennifer, you are right on. <laughs> I was reading the question, so I didn't have time to formulate my response. <laughs> I, got, I got your back. Okay, thanks. Um, any thoughts about that? <laughs> mm, I mean, yeah, I think that it can lead to definitely body dysmorphic disorder and an obsession for anything. Um, nothing is ever going to be perfect in people's minds. We all struggle with some negative body image, so... Wanting to change something isn't necessarily bad, but it, when it's controlling your whole life, you have to start to wonder, am I taking this too far? Well, and that was going to be, I, I want to, because uh, Natalia and I don't do CrossFit. You don't do CrossFit. No, I don't. Okay. I would be like, that would be a new piece of information I didn't know about you. <laughs> I thought I knew everything. I don't know what liquid aminos are. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's like the, that's like the litmus test. What did you call it? Bangs? Bags? Bags. 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 Bags of aminos. No. Bags. It's a, it's so a brand. Sorry. I mean, because you know, like how you how you know if someone does CrossFit, they'll tell you. <laughs> so clearly, she doesn't That's do it. If you didn't know about yeah. it, okay. yes. Right. <laughs> Go on. Um, well, I think because I only I know Joy, and then like my cousin does CrossFit, and like some other people I know. But I, I actually was going to be curious, like what you got, how you guys had a response to that, and then I <clears throat> I have a response linking back to episode sixty one that I want to come back to, but. Um, how, yeah. how do you guys as women experience this? We, we've talked about this a little bit, but I think it's kind of like when anytime you, you know, like there's the whole thing with like strong is the new skinny. And, and theoretically, that's a positive shift because you're shifting from like this ideal of being very thin and sort of powerless. And like the, um, I guess, mentality that comes along with getting strong is more empowering than the mentality that comes along with, you know, being super, super thin, theoretically. But... Anytime you have an ideal that you're chasing after that is something that may or may not actually be attainable for you, that then can become, you know, it's like you are just replacing one unattainable ideal with another, exactly. regardless of what the mindset is behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've talked about that a little bit. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's definitely been addressed across the CrossFit world in, ter- in like, in terms of that sort of strong as the new skinny movement of like, that's great, but really what you, we should be focusing on is, like, what our bodies can do and how we feel. And not even what our bodies can do because then that's, you know, your back squat just becomes another number rather than the number on the scale. You're chasing a number on the bar, and it should be more about, like, how you're feeling and, you know, that you want to be able to be able to stand up off the toilet by yourself when you're 90 or, you know, or whatever rather than, like, oh, I, I hate myself because I couldn't get to 200 pounds on back squat. Yeah. I love this idea that you're talking about about power. Like, it's not just talking about, like, power in squat. You're talking about power in voice, power in confidence, which I think is really amazing, especially in the CrossFit community. I don't know it all that well, but just, like, what you're talking about, I can see somebody wanting to strive for that, um, being strong rather than skinny. I like that concept. But like you said, I think it can, I think it can go both ways. Kind of like what we're talking about with Amber's question, that pendulum is just swinging from one side to the other, and I think you can be strong and powerful without it meeting a number on the, the right. bar or the bench. Whatever, the, I, wherever you put numbers and cross it. Right, yeah, whatever. 
amino acids. I'm gonna buy you a bottle of what are they? Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna try it. It's like, um, it's like no, but one of the things it was interesting. This just came up um, last week in our process group with our patients, um, and I I kind of referenced. I heard Gloria Steinem speak a couple years ago in Philadelphia, and she talked about like us as women being able to redefine. Um, our relationships with ourselves and that we as women have to start understanding that our bodies are instruments and not ornaments. Oh, I totally made a um, meme out of that quote one time. What's a meme? It's a like meme? A, it's like a th- th- things that you all send um, me. A meme. It's, like it's like a thing on the internet that has words on it. I like it. to call it a meme. Uh, with an accent on the first and the second yeah, A. It, it just depends a on the uh, really? It's an E, but you pronounce it A. I just yeah. thought they were cool quotes, so you just texted uh, people. No. You, they, have called, they have a name. It's called a meme. A meme. Yeah. A meme. Okay. Finish your thought. Oh, God. Well, so this idea that our bodies are, are, in, are instruments and not ornaments. So to me, like, strong as no skinny, that's great. But that's still saying like, oh, like let me. And I talked about this last time yes. in our last in our last yes. podcast about like anytime we compartmentalize, like that our abs are supposed to be this way and our quads are supposed to be this way and our biceps are supposed to be this way. Um, that to me does us disservice as women that we are whole creatures um, and that our bodies may be stronger in some areas than others. Um, and so I just I wanted to highlight that because this question there was something. Um, Jennifer's question. Jennifer's question. Yeah. Um, you know, what are the downfalls of taking this too seriously? Um, that to me, when we talk about body dysmorphic disorder, which now I'm like, that is like episode 75. <laughs> like, oh my God, here we go. Wait, but, why? Why? Um, oh, body dysmorphic disorder? Yeah. Like, I feel like we could talk about that for like three mm-hmm. hours. Like this idea that, that we do not experience our image the way that it actually appears. I want to hear more about that though. Oh you can't. I seriously do. Okay. Don't look at me. I'm not the therapist. <laughs> I'm just a really cool doctor. AKA dietitian. <laughs> um, oh, go God. On. Oh, you caught just me say, off guard. Okay, just say, say like a brief thing about it. Like, cause I, I mean, clearly you feel like it's a big issue enough to talk about for one episode. Like, what is it yeah. about that? Well, like I think of it in the context of like that show Nip Tuck where it's like yeah. that, like that's sort of, I feel like, you know, an extreme so, yeah, I mean, we talk, I mean, body dysmorph- dysmorphic disorder is an actual, like, disorder in the, <laughs> wait, Claire, I'm going to test you, the DSM-5. The DSM-5. Remember we talked Remember? about this last time? Di- not, not, diagnostics and statistics. Not dietitian. <laughs> she meant diagnostic. I know, I'm on um, everyone's minds. <laughs> it's an actual, like, mental illness of this oh, idea right. that, like, we literally cannot, a, a, a patient or an individual cannot see themselves for how their body actually appears in reality. Um, and the majority of our patients, for some reason, um, or for in whatever way, they actually experience this. Um, so, you know, you have a patient that is extremely low body weight that actually really believes that they look obese. Mm. Um, and so anyway, so Jennifer's question was talking about, like, how do we kind of address, like, how do we do this, like, how do we manage and navigate looking fitter or more cut or whatever that is, bigger butts, bigger legs, without like that having to kind of start to screw with how we actually see ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have an answer for that. I just (laughs) needed to highlight that I I need to think about that for a little bit. But Do you have any thoughts about that? (laughs) Sorry about the coughing, Um, as always. 
I think anytime you're focusing on one part of the body, you're losing focus of what you're actually trying to do. So we talked about whole body. You were just talking Thank about you. this, this idea of power. Um, if we're focusing so much on our legs or our arms or our butt, then why are you even doing CrossFit? You're missing the point. And from what I understand from the two of you, this is a community that embraces confidence. And if we're zoning in on one part of the body, I just don't see that as But helpful. we tend to do that. Like, I think there's a lot of us that kind of, you know, we always like work your weaknesses, but, and like, that's, mm. the, that's like a skill thing. But then there's times where it's like, well, I want to build up my butt or I want to build up my thighs so I can squat more. So there's, there's like hints of that for sure. And I can see how it can lead down that road. Do you think that it's more of like a motivation? Like you want to work your butt. I want you to do 10 more reps or something like that to where it could be like a motivation to push you farther than you've been able to push yourself. Sure. And I see a lot of people talking about all the gains they've had and all the, you know, I put on this much muscle and now I can lift more, um, or my legs aren't big enough to, so I want to get my legs bigger so I can squat more. Um, so there's a lot of that. So what's, what's behind it all? Like, more I guess, weight. Yeah, being able to lift more, being able to do workouts faster because you're stronger, being able to run faster or lift more because Why? you have, because then that means you're better at CrossFit. You're better at CrossFit. And who and cares? Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. So it's yeah, a competition. It's a competitive yeah. environment for sure. Like, you know, you, every single day and you, you know, we've had, we could have a whole other episode about the whiteboard and I, we probably, you know, should have an it's own episode about the whiteboard, but the whiteboard, every gym has a whiteboard. And or a blackboard, I guess. But most of them are whiteboards. And you go in, and every single day the workout is written up, and then everyone who comes in it has their name and the amount of time they mm-hmm. took to do it, or however many reps they got, whatever like the metric is for that day. So like Joy comes in at five thirty in the morning and puts up this huge number. I come in at four thirty in the afternoon. And I'm like, oh well, Joy got seventeen, so I, mm-hmm. you know, I want to get eighteen. And which that's actually a completely unrealistic. What I actually am more like, well, Joy got seventeen, so I'm gonna go for ten. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Excuse Excuse it's like, yeah, hey, the, do you see these shoulders? I know. I can't even. See, that's the thing. It's like, Joy has power shoulders. So okay. I think competition oh. is another important issue. I think you could feel, I feel like you could have a whole other podcast just on this concept yeah. alone. Competition. Of competition. Yeah. So we need to wonder about what to think about or what to talk about in an episode. We'll just come back to this episode. We'll like, just start back. taking notes because yeah. now I feel like it needs to be like episode 86, yeah. competition <laughs> among women. Right. And competition <laughs> isn't a bad thing. Like I don't want you guys to hear yeah. me and saying that really? that's a bad thing. Not at all. But I think when you're asking me these questions about bigger legs, bigger thighs, bigger shoulders, and I'm asking you the question why, and it's about competition. Yeah. Why competition? Like, what is wh- what is it we're missing? And I think it will lead us into some of the other questions that are a little bit more serious. I know the anonymous ones are a bit more serious, and I think competition is a big thing we see in our mm-hmm. um, patients and clients. So. so, so then, is there like that? Does it go back to the gray area of competition's fine? There's healthy competition mm-hmm. when you're happy with it, when you're it's not taking over your life. But is that another example of like the all or nothing thinking? Well, do you have to be the best at everything? No, I really don't. So there you go. Not me personally. But I think like, I like there being is good I, at stuff, but I'm not like <coughs> crying at night if I don't. Excuse me. And I think there is also like this, uh, like um, what would you call it? Sort of like a subset of CrossFit mentality of like it's you against you. Don't worry about other people. Like you, you know, don't look at the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you could have. You can have good days and bad days, and that doesn't mean that you're better or worse than anybody else. Who's ha- you know, they may be having a good day, but you're having a bad day. You can't compare it. Or, like, the thing that says, you know, uh, what's that quote? It's, like, um, something about comparing our behind-the-scenes to other people's highlight reels. Mm-hmm. You hear that quote? Anyway, and so... I is think that def- 
Yes, it's Meme. It's Meme. Oh, it's interesting. It's I say Meme and they say Meme. It's like they obviously have the accent like on the second. It's French. It's, it's a Meme. Well, I'm um, Espanol. Yeah. Meme. <laughs> Ole. <laughs> exactly. Meme rings Ole. Oh, you still. Good thing it wasn't the wine. Anyway. Yeah, good. It's good. Moderation. Lisa is sitting over here in the corner turning fluorescent pink because we asked her not to laugh super loud this time <laughs> and she's doing so good she is she's doing we're all good. trying to contain so we don't blow out the mic because we all have very very loud laughs yeah, aggressive laughter anyway but i think that that's definitely all that to say that this is definitely an issue that people have recognized and is like trying to be addressed and i think anytime that you have a an environment and i see this when i coach is like anytime you have an environment where even if you don't say hey this is a race and, you know, we're going to put, even if I were to write the numbers on the whiteboard for an entire day, you get in that environment people and like, you just naturally are like, well, that girl is about my height and about my weight. If she's lifting 85, I should be able to lift 85 mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And so you kind of like naturally get into that mindset and you have to really fight it. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, con- you know, like what's what I'm looking for? Consciously, that's the word, consciously think, surprise, <laughs> that like, you know, this is like, those aren't my goals, you know, whatever it is, but I think it's all just kind of comes back to what you're saying about like, it's about kind of your own story. Mm-hmm. Can I, sorry, I know you're going somewhere, but I like, I have to interject this. So something, um, so we do a, a, we do group therapy every day from one to two. And, um, today we actually had a patient who's like really made this uh, incredible, I was going to say beautiful. And then I was like, I heard Joy's voice from last time. being like, that's such a therapist word. Um, but you know what? <laughs> For shits and giggles, is she has made a beautiful transition <laughs> with um, moderation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm practicing my stand-up comedy. <laughs> um, Stand she up. has That's really Natalia. transitioned in in her her most recent treatment stay with us. And today she was talking about like she's like you know I'm really sick of like dieting. I'm really sick of all of this attention that I place on my body. She was like who gives a shit anymore she just said i just am so like what does that matter who the questions kind of that you were asking and and i don't mean that to dismiss that like as i said like i i mean you guys know like that i i'm a runner but the reality is like how do we it's about being alive in our bodies right so it's not about like having like a bigger shoulders bigger quads bigger calves like how perfect your body parts may look um to me my hope and especially from the most recent the emails that we got and the messages that we that you guys got over the last you know week or so people are really wanting to talk about this and people are really suffering i think that's the bottom line is that's what i was hearing from from these messages from people is like they're really struggling with this and i think like the bigger perspective is like this is great i think it's good to challenge yourself i think it's good to have like a goal um but in the end it's like how alive do you feel in your body and that's the more therapisty piece well and i agree with that though because i think that's a very it's a that can I mean aside from CrossFit aside that's something yeah. that I think no matter what activity you do say that again <laughs> how alive you feel in your oh body? yeah I mean it's just it's a it's about it's about feeling alive yeah like, because I like think what happens alive in every aspect of your body because yeah. I mean I did I did yoga for nine years like on a daily basis talk about like self actualization or whatever I actually for me like and this morning I was I went for a run and then I had swam this weekend and I was like God I feel more alive in my body doing this and it's just checking in with yourself of like 
what aspects of, of, of your cells and your muscles and your tissues and your spirits, most importantly, your spirit and your soul, do you feel like is coming alive? Yeah. She's so therapeutic. <laughs> That's why I keep her around. Yeah. Do therapy. Helps you. Yeah. Do she therapy. helps therapize the... That's how it feels alive with, alive with mimosas. I do feel alive with mimosas. <laughs> okay. Kelsey asks, how do you get past the judgment of others and your eating choices? I've been called a health nut, which is fine, but it's just... It's really just healthy, normal eating. This is something that I come across a lot being a dietitian yes. because there's a lot of information out there about nutrition, as I'm sure you all are aware. <laughs> um, and I, I would argue that the paleo and the CrossFit community has definitely um, um, come about heavily. Like you guys mm -hmm. have made a strong impact. In you the can be negative world. if you want to. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it in moderation. <laughs> Oh, I'm using that much. I would a lot. No, um, no, you guys have definitely come out with a strong fist, and I think there's been a lot of criticism and scrutiny coming at you in the same way. But um, I think, you know, kind of like what we talked about with this all or nothing thinking, if you are so restrictive and so rigid around your eating habits that um, it's impacting your ability to socialize or to go out and be with other people, to be able to order normal food off of a regular menu, then again, I'm just going to ask the question why? Just like mm -hmm. I asked you all the question mm -hmm. about yeah. why you do what you do. There's no judgment and there's no shame. And I don't know who asked that question, but, you know, if people are accusing you of being a health nut or being too rigid, why do you think they're asking you that? Mm -hmm. um, maybe they just don't like CrossFit. I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of people who have a lot of opinions. So I'm yeah. not not one to argue with that. I, I, I'm not a CrossFitter and I'm not a paleo eater. Mm -hmm. Clearly, I don't know what bags or brags or bands, whatever <laughs> are. But, um, you know, you have to ask the question as to why you feel like you're coming under scrutiny. So can I ask the question about all the diets out there and, mm -hmm. you know, from a dietitian standpoint, what do you practice? Yeah. Great question. I don't practice anything. Croissants and mimosas so far. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, 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 but to be yeah. serious, yeah. I, then, like you, you practice, but then also like what you preach, like where's your, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, for sure. I would never preach that someone have croissants every day. I would never preach that someone drank mimosas every day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, so damn it. Uh, I, I am actually interested in a lot of different things. I think there's a lot of research out there about um, low-carb, high-protein, low-fat, high-carb, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm always interested in the research. I think in general, like, I just practice eating healthfully, and that could mean a whole variety of things. I don't ever believe in eliminating a food group, though. So I am never one to eliminate carbs, fats, proteins. I think you need them all. I think you need them all because your body requires them all. And I always ask people this question. Let's talk about desserts. Do you think when you're eating that pastry or that cream puff or that apple pie that your body says, oh, that's apple pie. I'm going to turn that into fat. That's your brain. Your body has no idea what you're eating. Your body just breaks it down that and digests it. That is very true. I just had like an aha it's not like your stomach was like, that's apple pie, therefore I'm going to put it in your ass. Can I say that? <laughs> yes, you can say yes. But if you had a banana, then that would have just gone straight into your running shoes for you right? a banana. I yeah. mean, the, the banana or the apple, that would come out in your poop, make it nice and solid. <laughs> no, um, no, but seriously, your body has no idea. idea. The amount of time, the amount of conversation we had about poop before the bike was turned on is yes. pretty astronomical. Yes. You know how much astronomical. <laughs> Natalia asked us both. About our poop. <laughs> I, the first five minutes of meeting her. Don't forget like about your hydration status. Yes. Yeah. Also I'm true. really worried about that. I want to make sure everybody's pooping regularly. Cool. By I the way, listeners, you can tell a lot by your poop. So It's oh. once a day, right? 
Well, it all depends. I mean, <laughs> honestly. So some people don't have bowel movements. They go once every three days. Is I, that, would, oh, wow. I would not recommend that because that kind of hurts. Yeah. Uh, but some people, you know, they have issues. But we can have a whole other discussion on bowel movements. If okay. Right. Crossfitters are into it. Quick. I'll come back for a bowel movement. So. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to tell a story about poop. Yeah, get it. It's not get it out. Literally, get it out. It's not about me. So my husband works at the. It is about her. Yes, my husband works at the Children's Hospital and the psych, a pediatric psych unit. Serves aggressive autistic kids. Yeah. So one day he was was with his patient who was like just out of control, couldn't you know couldn't figure out. The next day he comes in and the kid had. Pooped everywhere, so there was Sounds poop like everywhere. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so there was poop everywhere, but the kid was so happy because <laughs> turns out he had to poop for like five days, and that's why he was so upset. Like, yeah. like he, about it, he like, actually wasn't crazy. Yeah, he no. just was constipated. Right, exactly. <laughs> he, needed, he needed to get it out. <laughs> he needed to get it out. Yeah. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. That's all the, but I was like, you know, you know, no, trust me, they're getting it out enough. <laughs> Speaking of which, there's I'm sorry. There are other questions about getting it out. Yes. Yeah. So should we segue? Oh, segue? No, no, no. Segue. I was trying to do a nice segue. It didn't. We did. We You know how much I love to talk about poop. But anyway, yeah. just remember that your body does not know that it's apple pie. It's just your mind. Wait, should we should go back to that for a second? I just I did my flood. <laughs> this is what happens at work. They just fight like this. <laughs> I really like that. So then so, I have a question that yeah. I've been wondering about, and it's a diet dietetics question. Bring it on. So everyone's like freaking out about high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. But if sugar is sugar is sugar to your body, why is everyone freaking out about why is high fructose corn syrup really that much worse than like a, like sugar? Is, this is a great question. So, if people are really interested, there's a lot of research in this field, and obviously there's a lot of money in this field, yes. because the fructose industry has got a lot of monies. But, truly, high fructose corn syrup is digested differently in the body than just regular sugar. I don't want to go into all the pathophysiology, because honestly, I can't remember, and I'd have to brush up on that. And if somebody <laughs> had sent me something earlier, I would have sounded really smart. But, um, but truly, no, it is digested differently because of what's chemically done to it in the process of making okay. it high fructose. So fructose is also found in what? Fruit, fruit, fruit. Great. I was like, sugar. Wait, no. Fructose corn syrup has been transformed into something else, which is put into a lot of our packaged products. Let's not get into packaged foods because you know how everyone gets about gets <laughs> about packaged foods. But at the end of the day, it is oh it is broken down differently in the body. Okay. So sugar, sugar, sugar. Yes, high fructose corn syrup. No, maybe. Oh, I'm going with the maybe. I don't like that. Research cannot confirm or deny, and I don't want to put a stance on something because. Okay. You know. Because <laughs> you might run for office later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get on the commercial. Yeah. I look really good on TV. <laughs> this message has been approved by really doctor. Real <laughs> Natalia Trees. RD. Really a cool doctor. <laughs> really cool doctor. Really doctor. Oh my goodness. Oh, I, was, I want you to just I want you to wear a white lab coat next time you come over. I actually have one. Does it have your name right on the side? Yes, it Let does. me get on that. <laughs> you know, it does sound embroidered? No, I will. I'll make it that way. Yeah, no, it does. It's not. It's not. No. My work doesn't let me wear a lap coat. It makes me less personal. I don't know. Personal. So just like in your cardigans, you should have all, you should get like things yeah. remembered and get your name yeah. embroidered on all your cardigans. <laughs> Cup links? Yeah. Things remembered. <laughs> like, can I get this engraved? <laughs> I can't believe I you just 
Please remember. <laughs> So bad. Okay, let's let's take it down a notch and just get serious. Um, so we do have a, a few questions that are. <laughs> I know I sweat too. When no, I, my armpits. Oh, but I sweat when I like get <laughs> so all. So I'm confused about how you why you said are you sweating? No, just my armpits. <laughs> so yes, I feel like you're gonna produce sweat in other areas of your body. But again, this should be episode eighty-seven. <laughs> so all the things you can get from. <laughs> So the emails are anonymous. She says, so I've been trying to lose weight since my first child nine years ago. Currently doing really well, losing at a good pace, nothing too crazy, a pound or two a week. My issue is this. When I eat something I know that isn't healthy for me, I feel overwhelmed and make myself throw it back up. I know this is not a good choice, but I can't get past just letting the food sit in my stomach and beat myself up about how bad it was for me. I feel like at least when I throw it up, it's not there anymore and it won't make me feel bad about myself and won't make me feel bad in other bodily ways. If I could just get some advice on how to stop this bad cycle of eating or what your professional opinion would be for someone like me. You found that to me first. I'm, I'm going to throw it at you first. Okay. Um, okay, so a couple things. Natalia and I actually talked about these emails before when we were having dinner. And um, there's a couple things that are really concerning about this email to me. Can I actually can yeah. I grab your phone so I don't have to yep. pull it up? Yeah. Um, oh, it's the new iPhone. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so here's here's the deal as a clinician, as a therapist that specializes in eating, in eating disorders, where I get concerned um, is several things. Um, not just the fact that, that this person is purging, um, but for me it's more that they are unable to tolerate letting food sit in their stomach. That to me is a deeper therapeutic issue. There is something occurring um, in this person's either interpersonal life, emotional life, um, that makes it incredibly uncomfortable for them to sit with food. Being being full is actually like a normal human feeling, right? So, and I, I'm not saying that this person is is abnormal, um, but any time that we are really struggling with something as basic, I mean, feeding ourselves is a basic human need. Well, but it sounds to me like she doesn't necessarily have a problem with the feeling of being full. It's like the thought that there's an unhealthy food in her stomach. What's an unhealthy food, though? Well, oh, that's here we go. Her. Right? Yeah. We already talked about this before, but um, but it, it, it's to me, it's it's irrelevant, mm. right? The the bottom line is that you are making yourself vomit or physically ill because you cannot tolerate food sitting in your stomach. I'm gonna let Natalia take take it away from here in terms of like the the physiological consequences mm -hmm. of purging, even if it's free infrequent, um, is very very dangerous. Um, do you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, so I, I think the important thing to address here is, so there's a lot of physical consequences that can happen. You can obviously suffer a lot of lab abnormalities, even if you're not doing it frequently. Um, there are people who can who can help. Let us help reestablish your relationship with food. I guess I'll go back to that question, why? So why can't it stay in your body? Why can't it stay in your stomach? And why that particular food? Um, so with 
just going back to basic like binging and purging or even just eating and purging when you eat and you purge your body still absorbs about 30% of the nutrients so just to provide you some education there you think you're getting rid of all of it you're, you're really not your body will absorb some of it and the the dangers of vomiting is obviously you lose fluid so you become dehydrated I would imagine if you are a crossfitter and you are vomiting that your performance rates have decreased because you're dehydrated so you're not able to function as well and if at the end of the day you're thinking about what you just ate or how you're going to get rid of what you just ate then you're missing out on the rest of your life um so let's get into a little bit more specific for this let's just i'm just going to play devil's advocate sure. a little so if like if your question is okay well why if your first question is well um you know why <clears throat> is it can you not sit with it well the answer apparently is well because it's unhealthy why so so, so what is it that's <clears throat> unhealthy well and once again you know, this is obviously yeah. i'm just sort of like trying to get this person's head a little bit but like okay Maybe the answer to that is, well, I know that this food is high in a certain high in sugar or high in fat or high in carbs, and I'm not supposed to eat that much of that thing. So what led you to eat it in the beginning? So what, I guess yeah. the, the question is, like, what are we missing here? Mm. So it has nothing to do with the food. And like Lisa was talking about, it has everything to do with, like, a, a bigger issue. Right. So, again, we're talking about maybe overeating. So what leads people to eat too much? I put that in quotes for people who can't see me. But, you know, so what leads us to overeat and yeah. what leads us to, to need to get rid of it? Right. That's the other question. So even if it is unhealthy, um... How do, how do you guys move beyond that? So I'm sure you have your days when you eat food and you say, oh, gosh, I knew I shouldn't have eaten that. Right. How, uh, you know. Yeah. Pers- I mean, and I think we've talked about this quote before, but my, yeah. one of my favorite little sayings is one bad day won't ruin your diet the same way that one good day won't make up for a bad diet. And so it's like, just put it in perspective. Like, okay, you know, I ate, I sat down, like, I, my other thing that I always say is my, my body says no, but my mouth says yes. <laughs> And so you just, I just keep like, you know, and whether it's, for me, usually it's like something with melted cheese on it. It's just so good. Delicious. Right? Cheese. Not yeah. cheese. cheese. Not cheese stick. Yeah. Melted che- everything. Yeah. I'm lactose intolerant too. And it's just cheese in my body. And yet you love the cheese. Why? Yeah. Uh, so I'll get into oh, that another time. Because it's so delicious. <laughs> and then when I eat it and I feel like, well, and I know I'm going to feel like crap and I, you know, just like want to roll over and like undo the last 30 minutes except that, that I still want to have the experience of eating it because it was so tasty it's like <laughs> I just tell myself like well you know that wasn't a great decision but it's just one choice and I can go forward and make other better choices Good. and I think what we're talking about too that I because I, I I'm like oh my god I'm aware of time all of a sudden I but we have time but my um the there's there's two things one is that we're talking about like emotional eating and this is something that the that the listeners had brought up a couple times that I kind of want to bring it back to because I know there's a lot of questions about that and like how do you navigate like what is emotional eating what does that look like how do we do 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 we do we end it if we need to um and then I think my other question is and this is kind of linking back to the previous uh, episode that we did, but uh, to me, anytime as a as as a therapist, anytime that you're labeling food as, as healthy or unhealthy, again, you're missing the point. There is no, there is no healthy or unhealthy. Like yes, you. But I would argue that's really hard for people. That I mean, that's hard yes. for me to hear. Yes. So like, I can imagine people are well, like, rolling over and like. But I would say like, there's, there's not right they're like there's, unliking your Facebook page right now. Well, <laughs> but I think there's like there's a difference because there's like healthy and less healthy maybe, yeah. mm-hmm. but not healthy and unhealthy. I love it because what we were just talking about is that all or nothing, and what you're yeah. doing is saying that there is some and some. Yeah. 
Right. So it's healthy, a little less healthy. It doesn't mean that that is good and that is bad. Let's be careful about where we categorize right. food um, because the moment we start categorizing things, and I know you don't like the word moderation, and I know we don't like the you words totally of... You can say it. You can say it. You're uh, right. Her I like Natalia. <laughs> Well, just as the idea of like, there's nothing that's not healthy. I would yeah. agree with you too. Like, it's not healthy to eat donuts every day. It's not healthy to have McDonald's all day long. Right. However, do I think if you went to McDonald's because you're strapped on time, you gotta go somewhere, you're on your way, right. that I judge you? Absolutely not. Do you judge yourself? That's the question. Was Brandon gonna judge you? Yes. This happened to McDonald's because Brandon gave me every time. Nuggets. He's like, that's not food. It's disgusting. I was like, it's so delicious. Anyway, that's the story. <laughs> but, I mean, the seriousness of that email is about needing to get rid yes. of something because yeah. they feel so uncomfortable that they just can't tolerate it. Everything we do in our work about <coughs> distress tolerance. How do you sit with yourself when you feel so uncomfortable? That's what you do. I just feed him the food. Lisa, Lisa cures them. Uh, okay, Amy, psychopath Amy, cures them. But no, but seriously. Gone girl. It's all about sitting with being uncomfortable. If you want to use CrossFit as an example, when you guys push yourselves and you are burning and you want to die, you are learning how to tolerate distress. Totally. So this is what we're asking this anonymous person about being full, about needing to get rid of food. We're missing something. You're missing how to tolerate being uncomfortable. And then I would also ask, why are you uncomfortable? Yeah, because so her question of if I could just get some advice how to stop this bad cycle, is that where you would go with it? I would encourage her to, to seek support from a therapist and yes. a dietitian mm -hmm. um, to seek treatment if you feel like you need treatment. This is such a difficult cycle to break. Binging and purging is one of the most difficult things to break in an outpatient setting because yeah. you have little to no support. People that don't understand eating disorders do not understand binging and purging. They have, they have no, con they don't understand why would you throw up? Someone right. would ask. I'm sure if she told her best friend, sometimes I throw up, her friend would be like, well, why do you do that? Right. They don't understand. So, and we talked a little bit last time about myths around it. Do you want to talk a little bit about maybe things that people don't understand that they think they do? They think it's just something that they can just stop doing. I mean, what are some mm -hmm. things that there are dangerous side effects to interrupting purging, especially if you're doing it quite frequently. So if it is something that you're doing at least once a day, when you try to stop, you're going to experience a lot of physical side effects that are actually quite harmful in terms of body image. So you're going to experience swelling and bloating and gas and all those things that you already, you were talking about body checking, all those things. When you stop. When you when stop. After doing mm -hmm. it for a regular, okay. Mm -hmm. and, and so therefore, it makes it really hard to stop. So if I told you, if you stop this behavior, you're going to feel really uncomfortable and you tell me I'm doing this behavior because I'm comfortable, what's the reality that I'm going to help you stop? Mm. Sorry. Um, well, and I, well, what I wanted to go back to with this particular um, um, emailer, um, as well as a couple of the other ones that came through, um, the other thing is, like, your, your best friend may not understand this is an incredibly difficult cycle to break. Um, your therapist may not understand. I actually really suggest that you seek out a specific eating disorder therapist. Um, there are a lot of people in the mental health field, doctors, nurses, that really still do not understand this illness. And I would encourage this, um, this writer to make sure that whoever they sought up for professional help, and again, they can email us and we can put them in touch with someone, um, is someone that is, is specialized in treating eating disorders. So just, and just to reiterate that, I know mean, we talked about this in the last episode, but to reiterate, if you want to get in touch with 
Lisa or Natalia, email girlsgonerod at gmail.com. I know it doesn't sound like the world's most confidential sounding email address, but, but we we're will. the only people who check it. Yeah. Joy is like, you know, she's a, ther a therapist in real life. She's got the confidentiality thing. I don't have any, any friends other than Joy, so I'm not going <laughs> the email anyway so um email girlsgunwad at gmail.com and yeah. we will get you the information that you need to get in touch with someone so a lot of in a lot of the emails and i'm we don't have time to go through mm -hmm. every you know, a lot every single one of them but i think you guys both have seen that a lot of the emails we got this time are about binging and purging mm -hmm. um i guess since we have i don't know five minutes left is there anything else that i guess we want to end in, end on around I don't know, it's just kind of interesting about what you were talking about, like the cycle and, mm -hmm. and how hard it is for people to stop. And why, why, if there's more to say about it, why specifically is that so difficult to treat an outpatient? I think it's because, I mean, I don't know if you want to speak more to this, but it's, de it's definitely a behavior that feels good in the moment. Um, a lot of people feel a lot better, and I think that's what that last writer was talking about, like after they're able to get rid of something that they feel so shameful about. Um, so there's definitely a relief that happens afterwards, and so if I'm going to tell you you can no longer do that and you're going to experience a bunch of discomfort, and you're like, well, I don't see it as a big deal, so I'm just going to keep doing it. It's, it becomes a really, it, it's that vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. And um, it's something that's incredibly challenging to break without support of people who um, who are around you who know what's what's happening for you. And so I guess maybe people who are, the, the listeners who wrote in who are actively doing this, um, what, there's probably an element of fear of going into treatment. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what would you say to them about that fear? I mean, and, I and maybe what they can of, expect too, and I know yeah. that's a hard question to answer, but I was kind of a drama queen last time about it. Shocking, but anyways, <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, the the reality is this behavior can kill you. I mean, this is binging and purging, no matter how frequent or infrequent, is a deadly a deadly behavior. Um, so you do not want to mess around with this. I think the fear that a lot of patients get into, or I don't want to say patients, but I just want to say people in general, um, that get into when they're seeking help is that, um, well, I, like, I don't look like I should have an eating disorder. I'm of a normal body weight, or I'm maybe above my average body weight or, or whatever that is. Don't let, and I've said, I said this on the last one and I'll say it again, Whatever your body physically looks like on the outside is not reflecting what is happening on the inside. So that would be my biggest thing. I said this before. Go to your doctor. Get them to run some labs. Have them check your potassium. Mm -hmm. Some other... What else would they check? Potassium chloride. If, they, if you just have them run a whole blood panel, they'd yeah. be able to pick it up pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's the first thing. I mean, this is like bottom line, like a, like a, like a safety issue. Um, and, and so that, that I think is the biggest thing. I was like, oh, like this is not that big of a deal. Or like a lot of times I hear like, oh, like this is just something that like a lot of women I, in my life, I know, like have done or right, do. I've seen in Zoolander where they're like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, a couple pounds of Or show. even like, what was it? Um, what was the Catching Fire movie where oh, yeah. like that was just like something that they were doing? Oh, like, and yeah. And the Harry is the capital. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these are things that, like, kind of have been, like, normalized by what, what, like, TV or whatever. But, like, again, this is not, this is very, very concerning behavior. And the bottom line is that if, if you are unable to live a life 
well, if you're living a life where you feel like you're a slave based on your behaviors or like what you're having to eat, where you're going, if you can't order out or if you're starting to make decisions on like, well, I can't go out here because this is going to get, you know, get in the way of, of like my social life and it's going to be in the way of my, um, you know, what, what it is that I'm eating or if I can't purge here or there. Like these are really, really concerning things that you really do need a mental health professional to help you with. And at the end of the day, and this is my common theme, why? Why are you doing these things? This is, this is the big question. So it's, it's not about feeling full or uncomfortable. There's something so much more to it. Otherwise, people wouldn't be caught in this cycle that they can't get themselves out of. Mm -hmm. I oftentimes talk about like what we're doing to our food is what, our, what we're doing to our lives. Right, so if we are restricting and restricting and restricting, like uh, the plate's getting smaller. Lisa, you're just killing me. <laughs> no, Do you no. want to go body check? No. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but no, you guys we, are never going to let me live that I'm now. never going to. <laughs> I, I thought about things. doing it when I went home. You. Like, I kind of did the Clara thing, and I was like, oh, God, why would I do that? That is not going to end up helpful. <laughs> but, no, I mean, the, the like, what we're doing with our food is what we're doing with our lives, right? So if you're restricting, if you're not eating, you're not eating, you're not taking anything in. And by anything, I mean pain, joy, pleasure, life, satisfaction, nothing like that. If you are engaged in binging and purging, or on the flip side, because I know that we didn't get to some of these questions, we'll get to them in episode 85. Um, <laughs> um, if, if you are excessively eating, what are you taking in that, that you're not getting in either your relationships, your job, your life. I mean, this is all about like, again, why, what is the bigger meaning? What am I doing? What am I doing with my food? And how do I start to, um, internalize that into like, what am I doing with my life? So devil's advocates. Cause I could see some people being like, but I'm happy. I like being yeah. healthy and I like eating well and I like mm -hmm. working out and I like, mm -hmm. what would you say to, cause I know there's people out there that are me yeah. like, but I like, I love healthy food and I love doing all this and more power to you. I like to eat healthy and I like to work out as well. Yeah. It doesn't run my life. That doesn't mean that yeah. I can't have conversations with you outside of CrossFit. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we can't joke around about wine. I can't know? talk to you because you don't do CrossFit. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot to tell you guys. Actually, you forgot. we're not going to post this episode because no one will listen because you guys don't do CrossFit. Yeah. Wait. But, like, I don't I do not have short hair. So, I feel like I am not in cool No, it's true. I have long you gotta hair. you got to get a side mullet. No, I need to. Yeah. I need to I'm going to cut my hair tonight. Yeah. Business on Let's this do side? it. Party on this side. <laughs> but I, I like that question because I yeah. feel like you can have both. Again, we're not preaching all or nothing here. If anything, we are preaching opposite. I've been doing that a lot tonight, this all or nothing yeah. stuff. Well, Joy, let's talk more about <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, God. Lisa, get her. <laughs> we're having dinner on Thursday night. I'm going to make her drink and eat some melted cheese. Yeah, I love the challenge. Oh, don't yeah. worry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, people. I don't know. I'm like, this. Yeah. I'm like, are we encouraging this disorder eating habits by having this accountable eating challenge? We need to rethink. Uh, we need to rethink this. Well, I think challenges are all good. Again, I'm going to go back to this competition piece because I think this is a really important piece of CrossFit that I think you guys need to think more about. <laughs> but challenges are one thing. Does it destroy your life doing this challenge? Do you miss out on social opportunities because you're choosing? No, you, you can choosing... give a cheat. I'm yeah, not drink. asking for a response. These are not questions. Let her talk. No. Anyway, no, no, no. But um, again, we can we can find this gray area in between. Let's be careful mm -hmm. with CrossFit because I think it can get 
get. <laughs> it can swing. You have to use the word get if you can't tell. It can swing. We can go all or we can go nothing. And I worry about people in your community who are talking about binging and purging because they feel so much guilt and shame about eating a croissant. I don't think that's what this community preaches, but I think we have to be careful because yeah. the message can be confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's can I follow up on that real quick? Yeah, get it, girl. Okay, sorry. So the other thing... <laughs> Can you imagine? This is like 45 hours a week. This is a problem. Um, I feel like we're in a marriage or a relationship. Like, we see each other more than spouses do. But anyway, okay, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Um, so, again, going back to this idea of the, the challenge, right? Why? Why? Right? And again, like, if you come by that, honestly, like, I want to try to really improve my physical health. Like, that's one thing. Yeah. But if this is, like... I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I, I kind of want to go back to like, and, and, and what, like, what's the purpose of that? Mm-hmm. You know, and same with like, like I remember like when I, I did a half marathon a couple of weeks ago and like someone was just like, why, why would you do that? And I kind of was like, oh, cause it's like fun. I'm going down to Santa Fe with one of my girlfriends and doing this is like kind of more of a girl thing. Yeah. Um, and then we went out for like an obscene amount of nachos and <laughs> margaritas afterwards. Right. So the, again, the idea is like, why? Well, and I think too, it's important to emphasize that like there can be an appropriate answer to that question. Yeah. Like if why yeah. it's like, well, you know, I've just been feeling really bloated lately and I think I'm going to cut dairy out for a couple weeks and see if that might be it. Mm. Or if the why is like, well, I'm 300 pounds overweight and I am realizing I need yeah. to do something about it because I'm developing a serious health problem or for me it was like energy is. wise like I yeah. feel like my energy's really low yeah. and when I clean my diet a little bit I get better right. like, sleep totally better it can be an appropriate why you could even just be like because I want to see if I can right yeah. or I don't like, care great just as I'm like, loving the great you are in it and this is your choice and, and you, you own it right and, and it's, it's not, not because I have to or because I will feel bad if I don't or because mm-hmm. just be careful because I will tell you that some clients that I have treated because I work inpatient yes. I work outpatient this is how eating disorders start. So totally. I'm not and that's what we talked about last mm-hmm. week. And that was a big focus of our first episode with Lisa was like, yeah. how do you, like, when does that, like, healthy, like, I want to be healthy and I want to make good choices turn into, but now it's really my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was going to be my, my question is, or the other point that I wanted to say, that it, to bring it back to episode 61, when our identity is based solely on mm-hmm. one thing, right? So whether it's like, I'm a CrossFit athlete. I'm a runner. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a real really bad dietitian. <laughs> um, when you are you are basing your identity based on one thing, whether it's like I'm doing this challenge for 21 days and that's it. Well, like you know, again, that to me is like our our purpose as women on this on this planet is to have is to figure out how do we be well balanced and well rounded individuals so that mm-hmm. we can show up for ourselves, so that we can show up for each other, so that we can show up for other people in our life. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Lovely. It's a good place to end, right? Okay, I was well, to tie it yep. This is good. This is good. So if we did I had not... a question for Natalia, oh. I lost oh. it. Oh no. Oh. I'm here all night. Have to come back. Don't forget to tip your waitress. <laughs> Um, so if we did not get to your email and, um, you feel like it was something that is urgent and needs, um, you know, attention. If you want someone to talk to, just email us. Girlsgonewad at gmail.com. Even if you didn't email in the first place, but listening to this has brought something up. Yeah. Um, if you know, you even if you just kind of have another question, you're curious, maybe piqued your interest, you don't need to be emailing us saying, Hey, I've. You know, yeah, have you don't a serious problem and I need... Right. You don't even need to email us and tell us why you want the information. Just, you can just say, hey, hey I need that information. Can I have that information? 
Yeah. And we will not even remember your name after the email is, is out of the inbox. You can have <laughs> not that we don't care about you. Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, you can like set up a new AOL email address that's AOL. like AOL. <laughs> Instant messages, yeah. friends. Do people still have AOL? So um, they do, but that's how, like, you know that they don't know how to use the internet. Is this, <laughs> like, when I was working in, this is a total change, we're really out of time, but when I was working in digital marketing, if someone, like, we'd get a customer service email, and it'd be like, yeah, but it's from an AOL address. Because they'd be like, oh, this isn't downloading. We'd be like, well, you have an AOL address, so it probably means you just didn't hit the button. <laughs> so, like, that's just so you know. Anyway, um, well, that was... Thank you. Yeah, I'm watching so much. Coming. I oh, hope you enjoyed yeah. it. Yay. Is there anything else you want to say? I think oh, there's a so million much more. things. Yes. We need to make this like a quarterly thing. I know. Yeah. And I like yeah. dietary questions, and I know you CrossFitters have a lot. So. <laughs> Feel free to bring it on in. I'm all about like challenges. It's part of my competitive personality type. <laughs> you want oh, to I remember my question. Can yeah. I back up? Can yeah. I backpedal for just a minute? Okay, because when you said that challenges and I guess whatever diets or whatever that start. You said that's how eating disorders start, mm-hmm. but is there anything, I mean, is it just that, or is it like a type of person, or is it like a traumatic event? That, I know that's probably a big bag of worms. Well, but. let me tell you from a nutrition standpoint where we might see eating disorders develop, and yeah. the research has been mostly done in adolescence, but I'll tell you the two big things that usually trigger that um, light switch on for eating disorders. It's dieting and exercise combined together with um, usually adolescents who are like, uh, Clara looks guilty. Like, I don't know why like, she was so just like, dieting oh. and exercise. <laughs> but it's, Sorry. Again, it becomes compulsive and rigid, and that's when you see yeah. weight loss and the brain development starts to diminish, and then their mind becomes obsessed with food. So eating disorders are all about obsessions and compulsions, so obsessive thoughts around food, calories, their bodies, their weight, etc. So this is where we usually see it. There are temperaments, personality types, which I'll at least go into because that's what she does, um, that trigger eating disorders. Mm -hmm. But as far as the research, as far as dietary and medical stuff, that's usually what we see. And I don't just mean kids, so adults this happens too. I have a lot of clients or patients who come in that are in their 30s, their eating disorder started in their late 20s because... Their boyfriend told them they were fat, so they started dieting and exercising, mm-hmm. and it led into this um, vicious cycle, just like that other writer was talking about, that they couldn't get out of, and before they knew it, they were hospitalized, and that was their third admission to treatment. So be careful, because as adults, we are pr- we're pretty hard to rewire. Yeah. When we have our mindset, we're pretty stubborn human mm-hmm. beings, and... Um, well, I think, too, in the CrossFit community, it can be seen as dedication. It's like, oh, you're so dedicated. You never take a rest day. You never have a cheat meal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have, like, those prof- professional athletes who, like, that's their life. And they also make a quarter million dollars a year winning the CrossFit Games. You know, but then, like, you look at, I, I don't know, it's just, it's mm-hmm. a it's a uh, slippery slope to be in that mentality of, like, you want to be, like, if I, you know, I'm going to commit myself 100% to this program because if I don't then I'm not a serious crossfitter mm-hmm. I'm going to commit myself 100% to paleo because otherwise I'm not serious about it mm-hmm. so I, I don't know just saying that like that, that definitely is a good segue into personality is oh, I know I don't know if we have enough time so much can you do like a 30 second so oh, God. 30 second problem I mean basically like there's a, there's also a way okay hold on I like I kind of want actually wanted to see if I could do this in 30 seconds I actually pulled my phone up but okay no so there's basically like this idea that that we are genetically hardwired based on our personality type or temperament type whether or not we're overly sensitive whether or not we um, are overly anxious if we seek a lot of spontaneity and excitement um, all of these things that we 
actually measure when you come in and, and actually you can take you can take this online. It's called the Temperament and Character Inventory. If you Google it, um, it's Temperament kind of, and Character Inventory. Yes, okay. and I I it's like anthropology, not the clothing. The, the with the wine, not the ID. Right. <laughs> if you like, it, it'll come up on that website. Um, it's actually kind of fascinating, and I can talk about this on a, on episode ninety two, um, <laughs> where it talks about like basically like we're we're kind of like. Pre, are, we have we have personalities that are preset to either like you know someone could have could could be dieting and exercising and not develop an eating disorder, but another person who maybe is overly anxious, overly sensitive, um, highly persistent, highly perfectionistic may have this kind of perfect storm of temperament traits that would allow for an eating disorder to manifest or any type of, I don't even just want to say eating disorder, but just disordered eating habit or unhealthy relationship with food. Well done. Oh, I mean, that was maybe like 40 seconds. Time. Alright. Right. So we are going to finish. We did an hour and five minutes. It's not too yeah. bad. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. We could have done a lot. Will you guys come back? Yes. There's going to be more yeah. questions. Yes. We, I would love to. Natalia needs to start her stand-up, so. I mean, I need more practice, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but I'm bummed. There's a mic. Yeah. <clears throat> How did you like the mic? Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> All right. Waiting. On that note, <laughs> how did you, you? You did well with the mic. Yeah. You were a little nervous. Yeah, I was. Did you feel okay? I mean, I'm okay right now. My armpits are really sweaty. <laughs> but just your armpits. That's good. Just my armpits. So when I start sweating, my upper lip is the first we thing start, to start sweating. It's my least favorite thing about myself. Would you look at that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we start talking about poop again. <laughs> yeah, we can have a whole talk on that later. Yeah. We actually that could be a whole episode because I bet you people have questions about that. I'm really, I am a specialty in bowel movements. Interesting. You look, but how, like, but for an hour, you could talk about bowel movements oh, for an hour. Oh, we talk about bowel movements at Challenge least an hour <laughs> Right. Well, in that case, we'll uh, see you guys next week on an episode about bowel movements. Please send your questions to girlsgonewhat at gmail.com. Did I get that right? Oh my gosh. All right. I'm so excited. I get to go in and work with you. Sorry, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.